Welcome, welcome, welcome. This Distraction Pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip. This is episode, I don't know what number episode this is. I'll be completely honest with you. About 106, 107, I don't know, around that. And we're doing a drunk cast and we're in the Whiff Inn. Um, it's brought to you by Speech of Element Records, obviously. Um, Speech of Records.com. We've got the new caps out now, which everyone seems very excited about. I've been doing some live videos about that. They've been going on a treat. And obviously, I need to push the next Wednesday, in fact. This is the last podcast until the birthday one at the Leicester Square Theatre in London. So come along to that, please. Tickets are available in the blog at scroobiuspip.co.uk. This is one of our drunk cast episodes, or one part. Obviously, they normally end up being two or three parters. And I'm joined by Chris. Hello. And Stu. What's up? There we go. <laughs> Classics again. Um, and we'll get into that and we'll talk more in a moment. So I think that's the, that's the intro done. So let's begin. And that's where the music will just have been. How are you guys? Good. Splendid. Chris, do you want to be anywhere near the microphone, or are you good oh, at the other end of the garden? This chair sort of breaks every okay, time. Now. No, yeah, the chair does drop. You was end up stretching, looking a bit live aid there. Mike, there we go. Chris near the mic now. Thank you. Good. Is that good. Good. Well, we just did a bit of a, a, a Facebook live thing, didn't we? Yeah, and had some had some booze already. Yeah, we're already a bit boozed up, which is a good start. I think yep. this one could get really messy because it's mm. one of the hottest days of the year. So I think the drinks are going to go down pretty pretty swiftly, right? I think uh, mm. we, we've realised, listening back, I mean, the first one, it takes a little while for us to kind of uh, start being horrible to each other. Loosen up. Whereas I think we thought if we just quaffed a load of booze... As soon as I saw you today, you started can, laying into me, we can, actually. Yeah. yeah. You did yeah. mock him quite... Quite swiftly, but quite yeah. Quite so, nice. how are you feeling about the ones we've done so far? In fact, this well, is the first one since episode four of the last drunk cast is the most downloaded podcast of distraction pieces <laughs> in, in the first twenty in the first forty eight hours. There's there's more. There's ones that have had more, but in the first forty hours, that's the most downloaded. It had, as I told everyone, it had my favourite ending. It had a yep. beautiful story from Stu at the end, and uh, mm. yeah. But how are you feeling about the drunk cast? I wasn't well. I love the drunk cast, but when you said that, like, so I don't know if you, if anyone's aware. I think at the end of the last drunk cast, you explained how I left this building. Yeah, you were. I was in. Yep, yep. You generally yeah. get. It was, it's weird because the first is this the fourth one we've done. This will be the fourth. Yeah, this fourth because 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 that's it. The first one you got horrifically drunk. Mm. The second one. You reined it in a bit, yeah, and I think that gave you confidence because in the third one you got horrifically drunk again, mm, yeah. yeah, and you left in Times quite two. a state. Just an yeah. idiot. And then, and then the next day I woke up and it was all a black spot. So I knew, oh no, that's my favourite point though. And then, that, and then I get real anxious about it, and you guys don't help me with that anxiety. No. And then I listen back, and to listen yourself get that drunk and your brain it just sounded like my, my, yeah, my brain was leaking out of my ears when you're feeling like shit did i do that last night and it's just what you don't need at that point is one of your mates going oh man you were really bad last <laughs> and, night and Stu's the best at this because chris will wake up going oh i don't remember the last one and Stu will just say you're an awful human or or, or something along <laughs> them lines 
um, <laughs> purely to ease my own anxiety. Yeah. But then when you yeah. listen to them, you tend to agree that you no, are an awful yeah, human. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I am. And, and that, that last one. So I'd, I'd gone through that and I'd listened to it with a friend, Aaron, and uh, he, was, he was in tears, but I, he, he was also in tears for, you know, because of how awful I was getting. And, um, and then, and after that, then you started messaging me going, oh, good news, uh, the fourth episode had uh, 38,000 downloads. <laughs> and I, I literally had a breakdown. Because listening to yourself, and listening to yourself anyways bad, listening to yourself after that much booze was... I, I, I had to go and read a book because I what just was, felt such an idiot. I had to go what on. I loved about that one from my memory, again, I don't listen back to him, is me and you, Stu, seem to get to the drunk point where we'd suddenly become calm and articulate again. Yeah. And Chris went got stuck in the really messy point. So there was a style, few points yeah. in that last one. There was a great bit of conversation on on the on the topic of, of trans agenda yep. um culture. And someone actually commented saying that was a great discussion. Um really liked all the points made. I do wonder if it was maybe something that would benefit from a sober conversation instead, which interestingly I disagree because I think it being a drunk mm. conversation between blokes hopefully makes it more relatable and makes you realise how... Do, do you know what I mean? Cause yeah, because yeah, we don't a, sit here and pre-plat... Obviously, you can probably... If anyone's listening to this now, you can yeah. tell we don't... We, we don't, like... We, we very loosely plan anything we talk about. Oh, but that's it. I, th- I think any any, script, any slip-ups... <laughs> any slip-ups that we have in being clear or articulate are cancelled out by the fact, again, I think it's particularly in the, in the kind of area that we come from, and, and, and Jordan Gray, who, who, yeah. who we mm. discussed in that, comes from around here. There's a lot of lads, and I remember doing, when I did a podcast with Neil Maskell, he was saying he wants to do a podcast with his nan because she's the most open-minded, welcoming of oh, immigration cool. and everything, but she sounds like the most cockney person in the yeah. world ever, and that's far more relatable. It's, it's, it's easy for a well-educated, posh, left-wing person to profess the fact that these things should be changed and these views should be changed. But you're going to be able to relate more if you're your typical Essex bloke to three yeah. drunk blokes going, what's the fucking problem? Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just everyone's born how they... You know, people are who they are. You can be who you want. It doesn't yeah. matter. So it, for me, although I understood her point, saying it yeah. was great, but it's a serious topic and could have made... I, yeah. I couldn't disagree more. I think it benefited... Only because we didn't say anything offensive. If we'd fucked up and said something offensive, yep. then I'd agree. But I yeah. think the spirit came across, and it was, it was, a, it was a really nice but, but, discussion. But mostly the offensive stuff we, we come out with is because we, we find that stuff funny. And, and, and in the sense of when we find it funny, it's because it's the opposite of normally what, we're, yeah. what we think. So yeah. I don't think like have to J- worry too much. Or, 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 or Joe Rogan says a lot in his stand-up. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm yeah, joking. Exactly. If exactly. I thought if half the stuff I said on stage was true, <laughs> I'd be a terrible human. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. So he, he there's an element of that. No, I'm, yeah. I'm clearly not being serious. But no, there you are, are a terrible. But human. there are a I few things that the last ones have, sh- have shown us, and some new rules that we're br- bringing in, which I've noted. And one of the new rules is no full names. Um, and the reason for that is we talk about ourselves, yeah. but then we also get drunk and talk about our mates. And our mates haven't agreed to be part of this and haven't agreed for their stories to be shared. And what happened was, the thing that brought it to my attention was, uh, one of our mates um, was was comment. He said something on Facebook and was having a chat. I commented, or someone else commented, and then someone commented who had added him just because of the drunk cast and and had a bit of a dig, like, like in a friendly way, but 
the way I kind of like, or just basically people hear this and don't know how to act. And that sounds like yeah. I'm having a go of being harsh, but mm-hmm. if we're on a night out yeah, yeah. and I see the opportunity to give Chris a really good dead arm, mm-hmm. I'll give him a dead arm and he'll be like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. If a stranger walks up and gives you a dead arm, we're probably all going to pile in on this bloke because it's, it's, it's that thing. And it's the same with that. The person who, who made a joke was only joking about stuff that we've yeah, joked about yeah, on the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just they're not the... in that circle. No, no. So you've just walked up to a stranger and gone, oh, how about this or yeah. whatever else. And so that's, that's the, that's one of the rules I've wanted to bring in, just to make sure people stay in the appropriate lane in, yep. in that respect. Because, again, it's fine if you want to dig any of out. us out yeah, on Twitter yeah, or Facebook. You're welcome, because we're getting drunk, recording it, and broadcasting it to the world. So that's our fault. But that's that's something that jumped out to me. Speaking of um, being dug out... Um, <laughs> oh, God. I got recognised at We Are Lizards. Yeah. <laughs> I was just standing outside, and... and and someone had come to my club night and went, are you Stu Iffin from the drunk cast? And I went... All proud. Yeah. And he went, mate, you don't look 53. <laughs> and I thought, I'm 42, you prick. <laughs> uh, and I just thought, I, I had about two seconds of just thinking, yeah, yeah that feels quite nice. <laughs> Famous. Uh, oh, you've had it a load now at, at, the, at the progress shows, haven't you? Like Whenever oh, we go yeah. to the progress shows, there's a few people who, who recognise yeah, us both from you know, the drunk that is cast. because I'm with you. you know, yeah. If I was just walking through there, they wouldn't notice. But, but still, it's... It's because uh, I'm walking through, um, they're going, I'm on the drunk cast with this guy. <laughs> I've got a T-shirt. Chris Glasson coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Glasson, big Chrissy coming through. Someone Ooh, yummy. Someone give him a dead arm. Old Chrissy gold touch. <laughs> um... Before we get into things, I need to mention progress because I went to a progress event which neither of you were about for actually. You, you were at Glastonbury and you, and you weren't about. Yeah. And I won't go into it in huge detail because neither of you were there, but it was the best one I've ever been to. It was genuinely, I was just, I, I thought about not going because I was going on my own. Mm. And, I, I, and we had, had a, a lizard the night before, and I thought, all right, um, I'll probably. Uh, probably won't go and then i went and i was so glad i did so yeah i'm just giving love and a shout out to 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 progress wrestling but we've discussed them a lot on this so we don't need to go into it Mm -hmm. again but i will give a plug for progress their big show on september 25th um at brixton academy and it's their their biggest event it's looking i like they're going to sell it out which is insane a wrestling events selling out brixton academy iconic venue so yeah, that's going to be great, but go along to that. And also, if you're into wrestling, check out Tuesday Night Jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network. Last week, Jim Smallman spoke to William Regal, and it's one of the best episodes I've ever heard. Um, you know what? Go on. I don't, I don't like wrestling, you know that. Yeah. Um, I feel bad, because I haven't actually listened to that podcast yet. Yeah. Tell me a bit about it. Just again. Um, or, or I, again, if you've never listened, I'd recommend a, a listen to, to this recent one with... A William Regal because it's interesting with Tuesday Night Jaw because a lot of them I would say if you're not into wrestling don't listen yeah and that's why we did it as a separate thing rather than distraction pieces because yeah. I feel with distraction pieces if you know of the person or not they're generally engaging enough but a lot of the Tuesday Night Jaw episodes are proper about wrestling and we do a, one a month where we it's the the Tuesday after a big pay-per-view and we discuss it and we nerd out and it's great fun but he did one last week with this guy William Regal who was in the in the WWE for a while he's a British wrestler but he came up he started wrestling at 15 and was was wrestling Blackpool Pleasure Beach or whatever it's called mm-hmm. um in the pier and his stories 
are just absolutely amazing because in them days as well in the old British wrestling days in the 80s they used to do a thing where to drum up excitement and interest the wrestlers would go out and ask people who wants to come and challenge them and they'd often have plants but then every now and then they'd have to have to deal with someone but equally if anyone's been to to Blackpool, you'll know it's a bit of a boozy place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were saying that they'd, they'd regularly have to deal with people who are jumping in and getting involved. And one of the guys, um, he tried to warn the guy, but he was a guy on the opposite team. So he had to try and be discreet about it. But this old lady had come out from the front row with a hairpin and stabbed it through the guy's <laughs> thigh. Jesus. And just, there's just, honestly, he's got story after story. He was then touring in Germany and that. And all before he went to America, he did Japan and all this amazing stuff. And then he got in the WWE and was big and he now runs NXT and he's all, he's he's, he's a bit of a legend. But yeah, it's just the best stories because it is just an old school, a British bloke just telling stories about fights on the pier in, yeah. in, in Blackpool. See, that's, that's like my beginning and end of, of, of wrestling. Yeah. Like, because obviously, again, it's documented, I'm well old. Like fifty three, fifty three. I was a regal t- a tag oh, with Big Daddy, and it was Big Daddy, and giant was that Ace Dax, um, Nagasaki, Kendo Nagasaki, yep. and, um, and Mick McManus. Oh, Mick McManus, yeah. And it was Saturday night, uh, Saturday lunchtime wrestling, and it was the nuts when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I kind of got a bit too old when everyone got into Hulk Hogan and stuff yeah. like that, and I missed that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think but you're going to have to come along to one of the progress. Oh, well, I said on the said. last one, I, I really would. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Because we, as, I mean, I've mentioned this a million times, but we did go a little bit sceptically. Mm-hmm. We kind of went going, all right, it's a free day out. And yeah. it was, it's amazing. Blown away. And I did We've think been to like, a ton when of you were now. saying to me, because I couldn't make it because of glass, though. Yeah. I thought you were just trying to rub my nose into it. And you're like, oh, man, this was the best one ever. Um, but then he's told me about it and it did sound. I told you about the stuff the, that happened. The and it's, it's crazy because also they've, they're a young company, so they're, Four years old now. So they've got... So a lot of it is wrestlers who've come from other places. But they've also got their own gym. So they've got a few wrestlers who've literally come through the ranks in front of that crowd. So it's the same thing as a football so team. So they've got a lot of stable of fighters. Yeah. So it's the same oh, as a right. football team that you've got those people that you've seen develop and get better and better. And one of them unexpectedly won the title at this event. I was at the other week. And l- literally... All the chairs in the electric ballroom were knocked over as the crowd carried this guy around the ballroom, just going mental. And it was one of the most amazing experiences. And that's a bit of a spoiler, but I haven't said who, so it's all right. But um, yeah, it's really good fun. Was um, it you? <laughs> you couldn't make it. I mean, we all joke, and we wanted to. We do want to get onto some of Chris' um, sexual exploits at some point. We've wow. decided that's going to be one of our topics. But <laughs> oh, before we do that, talking of sexual exploits, yeah, I just would like to add that on listening back to the last podcast yeah. about um, my sexual assault on a pensioner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that just never sounds good. What was uh, Listening back, obviously, when we actually got to the point that it was a stitch-up and it was a joke, Yeah, the fact that... Chris, Chris didn't. Chris was didn't too drunk to know it wasn't, and was still yeah. concerned. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that was quite amusing. That I've done that, but uh, yeah, the, the, it's because I don't completely believe that you didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> the my, point being my was, when I listened to it back, and it was split into three or four, four, four at the end of the first three. Oh, we must make sure that um, 
uh, on the next podcast, we <laughs> yeah. discuss Stuart, uh, Stuart's sexual assault <laughs> of, of an elderly lady. Uh, see you next week. Bye. And I just thought, oh, Every man, time. all of Every these people time. are going to think, Jesus, what are they doing? What do they do? is rapey. But that is, that is why I was getting onto this, because the reason that you couldn't make it stew is because it was your wedding anniversary. It was. So, and that's, again, I think that's a good thing. It's a tough thing to hold, hold, hold shit together for years and years and years. Mm. So I thought that was a positive thing. And I wanted to ask things like, what was your first dance? Or do you remember, obviously it was a long time ago. You're oh, fun, more but... fun can we guess? Can you guess what his first dance would be? Um, it's, it's got to be a Smith song. Oh, exactly. I'm on Smith's as well. <laughs> Tell us it was a Smith song. You're talking about the wedding? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, right. yeah. Okay. What, what we're discussing, right. yeah. But again, first of all, mouth. congratulations to you and the missus ten years. On, yep. on 10 years. That's, oh, that's, wow. that's fantastic. That's cool. Uh, Chris, do you want to be horrible at this point? No, I, I did have a few things to say, but I'm all right. You mate. see, I'm starting to now note some nice, some nice stuff as well as all of the digs, because that's well, what worked. I think that's where we got the balance on the last one, where there was some genuinely nice bits as well yeah. as us being dicks. But yeah. Mm. What was your... Um, we actually had... We, we walked out because we had our children um, by the time we got married. Yeah. Um, and we carried... They were babies, so we carried them. We all we all come down the aisle together with the children to oh, uh, be my baby by the Ronettes. Nice. Um, which is the greatest record ever made. And then our first dance, we uh, we actually had an Elvis impersonator at uh, oh, our wedding. This is heaven. And, uh, and we, we had fat Elvis... And, and you're uh, from Essex, right? Yeah. Excellent. Right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we had Fat Elvis singing um, Love Me Tender. Amazing. Oh, that's pretty I love nice. that. Yeah. Which now I'm going to ask Chris two questions. Yeah. This relates to the last two conversations. Yeah. What would be your wrestling walkout music? Okay. And what would be your first dance music? Okay. I don't, like wrestling, I don't know. Like if I had my... Or, or MMA, martial or mixed martial arts walkout, it's, because it's, because we'll get to Bellator. It's still a, it's a guilty pleasure song. But I don't I know think I'd be, be able to not be break Don't stuff. go mash it. Oh, you know. Break no. stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the problem with that would be that I'd get so hyped before getting in the ring. Oh, I'd, 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 I'd gas. I promise you. <laughs> gas on route. I'd, ga- I'd gas on it. I'd gas on it. And, and I've thought about that long and hard. And sometimes, you know, just don't don't lie to yourself. It's true. It's, it's, it's an <laughs> don't, don't, I'm not trying song. to be pretentious. I've seen you in the DJ booth, Chris. You do get excited. <laughs> you <laughs> would be gassed. <laughs> so good. And, so and good. have you got a first, what you'd pick as your first dance? That's what, not as easy. Uh, if, to I got, if I got, yeah, married. got married. Pony. Pony. My favourite, my favourite, my favourite. <laughs> 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 that was a lot in the last All the family class. in a circle. <laughs> 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 um, it would, I don't know, like my, one of my favourite love songs is um, Al Green, and I've just forgotten the name of it. Let's Classic, stay together. Great choice. Let's stay together, obviously. So I like I mean, that, but I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play that compulsory, because, you know, I think that has to be, you know, what, good what would you and your missus? It kind of feels a bit like it's you kind of, at the end of your tether already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, come on, let's just try and say it together. Why are we talking about this? Together. Can I just get a little story of it? Because before we booked Elvis, we mm. tried to book um, a Jackson tribute. Because mm-hmm. um, my missus loves Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Thanks for explaining Michael, why. not Bianca. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we went to... Um, the one and only time I've ever been to what was the place at Bass Vegas? Which one? Jumping, Jumping Jacks. Jumping Jacks. So I went to Jumping Jacks at Vegas to see this 
Jackson tribute act. Mm-hmm. And so I looked him up online, and, and he, he, he'd been to Neverland, and he'd had the surgery, and he, he, looked, oh, wow. he looked fucking amazing. These moves were bang on. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, I was really blown away. I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> so anyway, afterwards, I thought, right, I'll go and speak to him about booking him. Mm. And there was loads of kind of women queuing up to meet him and have photos. Yeah. And as they're queuing up, I could hear like, oh, thank you very much. It's really nice to, to know that you, you like what I do. Mm. And I was thinking, this geezer's for real. He's, you Method. know, he's, he's, he's the whole thing. Mm, yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, thank you for the picture. And he walked off. And then so I'm, I'm standing there for like 10 minutes watching him go for this routine, staying in character. And, uh, and I've just gone, like, oh, oh, hello. And he's gone, oh, hi. I said, um, <laughs> I thought that was really great. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming out tonight, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I went, um, I'd be interested in booking you. Like, um, I'm getting married soon. I'd, I'd really like to book you. And, uh, and he went, um, okay, um, can we talk about this a little later? I said, well, like, I'm going there. Like, um, have you got any contacts in that? <laughs> to which he replied, look, it's, it's going to cost you 500 notes and I work in River Island. If you want to pop over there on Monday, we can sort this out. <laughs> I mean, you just think, oh, man, where's the magic the magic's there? gone. I mean, the magic's and me, gone. And me and Dan were doing a festival once and we were headlining this festival and it's all like, oh, wow, man, we're headlining the stage. But um, we, when we got there, the band that was on were a, a prodigy a tribute band. And they were all right. I think they're called Jilted G- Generation. But the thing that's, that slayed me was they were it's at the side of the stage later signing autographs. Brilliant. What were they signing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I was like. Are you signing? Your, are you doing? Are you copying Keith Flint's or are you doing? And I was texting Liam Howlett at the time, just going, <laughs> I'm watching a fake Liam Howlett sign autographs <laughs> at a festival. And he was like, is it Jilted Generation? I was like, yep. It's like, yeah, they get oh, about. Amazing. That's brilliant. Have they just, have someone got like, saying like, Trevor, like signed on like um, a, a flyer with... Uh, no, no, a, a, no, yeah. yeah, I mean, I imagine they actually... Have you ever seen a tribute that's like you've been impressed with? Yes. um, No, I was going to say it was a tribute, but it actually was the band. I went to see The Doors, (laughs) minus Jim Morrison. Who was seeing Ian Astonbury from the cult? Yeah, and it was insane. It was uh, about 2004. At that point, I was was completely in love with The Doors. You say that, because the only one I've seen that blew me away was the Australian Doors that I saw in about 1992. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd love to have seen Dude, the crazy. Um, there was a very short period in UK legislation when they where they were selling magic mushrooms legally and obviously in Camden they were doing that so me and my friends would finish uni and um, I think we just got our grades or whatever and uh, they were playing and we thought well, we heard they're selling magic mushrooms in Camden we're going to go and see the doors you know we're going to let's let's go and do that and uh, it was it was crazy it was a crazy gig but um I remember we got so high that when it finished, we hadn't realised quite how wasted we got. And um, it finished, and it was just like me, Paul, and James, and we basically all had our tops off. Classic. Um, couldn't we? No one else had their tops off in the rafters. <laughs> and uh, at that point, I'd had I had laughing fits. I couldn't I couldn't pick myself up off the chair. And that was really sobering because none of the attention was on us when the band was on. Sorry, as soon as it sorry, finished. Sorry. Picking myself up off the chair. Sorry, was you sitting down? I was was lying over chairs. All right. Um, Yeah, and then all the attention was on us because we we couldn't control our lives, our bodily functions. (laughs) Good lord. Well, anyway, to get get back on track, um, 
Oh, or onto Bellator. I, no, actually, or, or, or my walkout music and first dance. My first dance would be a Napoleon solo by at the drive-in. My missus oh. would hate that. She wouldn't be happy about it, I'm sure. Wow. But we yeah, were okay. listening to that on the way one. to Bellator um, uh, at the drive-in. We were, and we were listening to that exact s- song, actually, because and we listened to it on loop. Mm. Um, <laughs> Don't know if anyone noticed, but I'd, because on my way to get Chris, I'm, write, I'm trying to write a scene to that yeah. song for a... F- a f- a, a film I'm working on and um, I had it on loop and then we got in the car and chatted and it wasn't until we pulled up that I was like that's just been the same song uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I have no issue with that the whole, the whole time but what a tune what a, what a fucking great band they were a, a, a amazing alive I saw them um, earlier this year I think yeah, we just um, got you just, like, we got tickets at Roundhouse. Yeah, or, we? or we went to Progress and then on to at oh, the driving, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we, we I went we and hung out with Cedric get... quickly yeah, before man, rounds, like, it was so nice my homie and we thought we might only stay for a few, and but they were just so live. Oh, we just so stayed. good live. But speaking of it, so my walkout music, I, I, and we've always discussed this, and I've discussed I'd have old wrestling themes and all mm-hmm. this, but it's changed after progress after after Bellator because of a young man called Chase. Um, I can't remember oh, his surname. Oh, of course, yeah. This yeah. lad <laughs> at Bellator was the first person to have walkout music, and he walked down the ramp, and the music started. I was like, I don't know this, and then. I started to excitedly tap Chris and Stu and say, he's got a mic in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> At which point he pulled the mic up and started to sing his own original kind of chilled R&B track to yep. walk himself out to Amazing. the cage. Mm. So I'd, I'd definitely, um, I'd, I'd do one of my own songs. I'd, I'd, <laughs> my walkout music would be me doing one of my own songs. I, I thought that was incredible because... He actually got smashed as well, didn't he? He, 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 he lost. Smashed, he didn't he get lost. smashed. He lost, but he was clearly a bit of a stand-up guy. He's a young lad, yeah. and he was against this guy who we'd seen at Bama before. I can't remember yeah, his name, but he's no. a really good just... Uh, he's a wrestler. He's a British lad. Yeah. He's got Brad Pickett as his coach, and he's, he, that's right, he ground that's him right. out. Do you know what that He wrestled him out. and the biggest fuck-off fires I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, he, he was a real strong yeah. fellow, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, so he, he he out wrestled him and dealt with him, but he wasn't he wasn't an awful fighter. He showed no, a bit of stand up. I, d- I don't know. Like he, he was quite technical, but he, he didn't seem to really want to hurt the guy. I, I wondered if he's out of of, of of Venom of Page's camp because they they said he's from London and and Venom's that similar thing of being very much about his stand up. Yeah. Again, this kid wasn't anywhere near him, but yeah. you can imagine if you're training with him that you'll be a bit. I'm a bit flashy, but then at that yeah, stage, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. get a really good wrestler then you're you're fucked but i mean let's just get straight onto venom page it, it should have been called B- bellator presents michael venom page because he was the whole it damn was, show it wasn't was he special um we do, do do you do a thing like when people listen to this where they can access or sort of pictures and stuff yeah on Acast, there's there's links and tags to, we, to images and that a the, the celebration was amazing. Yeah, um, I mean, post fight pick. Buddy Peace will add this, but I posted it on Instagram and on and on Facebook, and and Mr. Page commented and thanked me for sharing it, which was nice. Oh, but no way. his finish was amazing. It was um, a counter knee, a counter jumping knee. No one does jumping knees as a counter strike. You generally mm. that's generally an attack. Yeah, that's not a on your back foot. As they're coming at you, jump up and knee him. Switch. Then amazing. the guy drops and. Mr. Page just, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows the damn thing. Because he instantly went over to the edge of the cage and got a Pokemon hat and a Pokemon ball, held the ball up, 
rolled it towards his downed opponent and then did the celebration that the, yeah. the kid in Pokemon Ash, does, yeah. Ash does when he catches. And some people said maybe it's disrespectful. He checked on the guy afterwards. I, for me, it was just right. Not only have you got this cool gimmicks celebration that will go viral, you've also done one of the best knockouts of the year a split second before. Yeah. So either of them would have got a lot of sharing yeah, yeah, yeah. and hype on their own. Together, that felt like a legendary moment in MMA because it was a beautiful it, strike. We said as we come out, didn't we, that yeah. like, felt quite privileged that we, we have watched something that's going to be on a, a highlight reel forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like that whole experience from when he walked out... He owned the crowd, didn't like, he? When he walked out, he's... Like, I've never seen a crowd go like that. Even like in all the other events we see... Everyone started shouting MVP. Then he had the whole crowd clapping in He'd done sync. the Iceland football kind yeah, of clap. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. speeds up the... It, it, it was, it was yeah. dope. And then, like, I, I was sat there thinking, are we going to get this fight where it doesn't deliver? Yeah. And the first round was still pretty good, even though um, Cyborg took him down on the ground. And then the second round... Just it's the most amazing. insane, like, Sagat, it's, Tiger Knee, Oh, crushes his skull. Because he is, is one of those fighters. Because the first time you and me watched one of his fights, I'd really hyped him up. I was like, this guy's amazing. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then this guy rushed across the cage at him and I thought, oh, shit. And he just stepped back and punched him and knocked yeah. him to the ground with his first punch. It, it, then, it then went on. He still got a, a first round finish. But he is one of those fighters that you do worry it could be derailed at any moment. But But that's the fun. That is the fun. And, yeah, it was just absolutely, as you said, amazing to be in that crowd. And we've seen the the, the pinnacle or the best crowd re- reaction, I'd say, that I've seen with you was Randy Couture, Randy Couture come Couture. out in Manchester. Yeah, and that was, a bit and that was electric. Fight, really. But that was, it was electric, but it was still just people going nuts, whereas this was mm. people, specific chants for that guy, specific mm. reactions to that guy, and then that guy owning the crown, mm. just turning around and controlling them, do making them what? do what he I, wants. When he landed that knee, that crack was, it echoed, didn't it? Yeah. It and was, I mean, it's worth saying now that, again, respect to everyone that steps in there, because yeah, yeah, that yeah. has turned out to be one of the worst injuries I've seen yeah, in MMA. Definitely. He he crumbled the hardest point of the skull. Um and again, a lot of people will say it's, it's brutal and it shouldn't be allowed. But, you know, it is what it is. It's two grown-ups who've chosen to get exactly. in there and do yeah, this. And you've said no yeah. complaint from Cyborg who took it. He's, no. he's, a, he's a warrior. He's been doing this years. Ban, um, ban skiing, snowboarding, ban racing, ban... Yeah. ban oh, actually, most riding, rugby. Diving. It's just nuts. People yes. decide to take those risks. And, and I mean, in MMA, there's not been... Despite that, there's been... A lot of few. Been, Did you just say chess? There's been very few. <laughs> there's been very few injuries of this kind. But yeah. it is funny. I saw um, a Ben Falk, who I think is a great. He does some great videos on MMA a fighting dot com, and he kind of did it. And he was like, "It was weird that we all saw that, and we're like, oh my god, I can't believe it.' It's like we watch a sport where people throw knees at people's heads, mm. and then we're shocked when someone's head gets caved in. Mm. It's like. Well, yeah, I guess it's inevitable in the end. And again, he's he's on the mend. He's stabilised in hospital. We can't fly, obviously, but he's stabilised in their <laughs> He might him. think he can. I mean, like, if he's got brain but damage, yeah, that's but it crazy. Was, <laughs> it's brutal. And it's good that Bellator, sure. again... <laughs> not yet, no. To give Bellator some love, it's good that they've, they've stood up and said, look, we're covering his, his medical yeah. fees, obviously. We're also going to give him his win bonus, de- yep. despite the fact that's he lost. Because there's a, a GoFundMe, which people yep. can still donate to, because despite the fact his medical bills are covered... 
he may never fight again. No, yeah. straight up, I can't. He may never I fight again. He may fight again, but he may he never fight again. And this is the kind of sport and that, industry that, that where... That front part of your brain, that's, that's, if I'm not wrong, I think that's, that's emotion, isn't it? Right. And, like, rationalising emotion. Yeah. And, like, you don't know what kind of effect that's going to have. You yeah. Know? I, don't, I don't seriously don't know how they're going to repair that. Mm. His, his <laughs> ex-wife, um, c- cyborg of the UFC oh, yeah. and of the women's division... Um, oh, really? I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she started, sh- she or posted the GoFundMe, and she was the first to post the scans What do you reckon? What's their first dance? Uh, their first dance... <laughs> Great stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> um, but yeah, a hell of an event. And everything else in the event was good. Matt Mitrione looked good. You um, know what, right? The main event was cool. The, the, the main event, event was great. all right, wasn't it? But like, you know, Daly got, he just got sort of lent on a lot, didn't he? And, and you know. Yeah, he got and, outdone. And, and it was Definitely. a shame. But that, that's the thing. Everyone's talking MVP and, and I understand that. Mitrione fight was fucking yeah, great. Was great. Was great they yeah. stood and banged, didn't yeah. they? And it was brilliant. I've yeah. all, me and Pip were talking about that, and we, we have always done. One of the reasons why I love Mitrione Furt um, so much is because he uses a skill that's overlooked a lot, which is he's constantly seen as an underdog. He's constantly seen as a bit stupid. Even his nickname, Meathead, it, it can be farther from the truth with Mitrione. I, I, I he just uses psychology smart, a lot, and he's a, he's a very in, he's an intelligent. F- mm. Fire, even his striking and his angles and everything, he yeah. fights intelligently. Was so he, yeah, he was. Pro-American footballer, wasn't he? He was a pro-footballer, yeah. In the season of the Ultimate Fighter that, that Brendan Schaub was on, him, Brendan and one other... Kimbo was on three. that one, wasn't he? Kimbo was on there. Um, in fact, we got a, a lot of love for that because, weirdly, the drunk cast came out just after Kimbo died. Um, oh. And we spoke about Kimbo on that yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people sh- sh- showed a lot of love because... We spoke really positive and respectfully about Kimbo because mm. he he had mixed receptions and he's had some rough fights. But the fact is, as we said in the podcast, he knew what he was. He knew he came into MMA late and he was learning and he had a certain skill set. Um, he wasn't this elite athlete because he came in with shot knees shot already knees. or something like that. But it was I, I, I was really pleased. I panicked for a, a second, obviously saddened to hear him pass. But then I thought. Hang on, we discussed him when we were drunk. Yeah, like hope like if we said nothing yeah, yeah, inappropriate, yeah. then mm. that's that shit. But it was nice that we got a lot of love for that. And, we were and, like, no, we were just really positive. And he should have headlined on Saturday, shouldn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was due to headline. Um, while we're in episode one, we've got a giveaway this week. Um, I've not even told you this. Have you since say anything? No. It's one of my f- favorite eighties films, Cusack. A, a John Cusack holding up a ghetto blaster. That is one of his, fucking one of his good. It's classic 80s. But, um, Where did you get that? Well, I'll tell you now. I got sent... It's weird, because I saw this toy. Uh, no, I, I did a post, because Say Anything is one of my favourite films of all time. It's classic John Cusack. Absolutely amazing. And I, I did a post on Cusack's birthday, actually, s- saying that Say Anything and Gross Point Blank, in my opinion, hmm. are two perfect films. Yeah. High Fidelity ain't far off. Yeah, yeah. Love, it's just, love Mercy. He's just fans. got a lot of films. Yeah, love me. He's got tons of films. He's just great. And Con I Air. did this post. Conair's an absolute <laughs> classic. Still love no, it, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, never diss Conair. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever diss Conair. 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 Don't ever diss
they're just they're, great they're with case, you get a Nicholas beer and a slice of pizza well, with it um, like weapon. Yeah. but I mentioned that and this guy from Vinyl Idols got in touch and said oh we do these um, these Say Anything toys of Lloyd Dobler and I was like alright no the actual company he's from is called it's something like Large Evil Corp or Big Evil Corp Evil Corp I saw it on evil the note Evil Corp I saw it on the note. Um, and they're really nice toys. And he sent it to me. And I messaged him slightly awkwardly saying, oh, it was broken. And I said, I, I'm only letting you know because if you've got insurance yeah, on the postage. Because it's like, I said, I can fix it easily. It's just his arms have snapped. I can gl- gl- glue it. Mm-hmm. And two days later, another one appeared. So I've now got two. And they're both fixed and good. So I thought I'd give one away on the podcast. Um, but... I was going to ask you guys to come up with a question with me that's to do with Say Anything, oh, but there's yeah, long, long time neither of you have seen it, it or, or, or you've not seen it in a while. Um, I need to think of something then. Um, what, what, like, um, what did he, what did she give him in exchange for his heart? There's a great quote in it where he says, um, where he says, I gave him a heart. Yeah. And then there's, he says that she gave him something. So, so tweet any of us and do hashtag... Drunk cast, or no, hashtag say drunk cast. Hashtag say drunk cast, and the first one that I see, maybe, will I'll contact you and we'll send that off to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little free gift and big love to Vinyl Idols and Evil Corp. Do you know what? Obviously, you, you, you can't see that, but it's the nuts. It's a really good looking yeah. toy, isn't it? I'll try and post a picture of it as well, or I'll send a picture to Buddy to tag it on the ACAST thing, mm, but. Cool. That's that. Where should we go next, guys? I've got a few stories that I've promised people I'll tell, but I want to spread them out. So, which one would you... I'll let let you guys choose which one you want from me. The police station? Oh, God, I've been waiting to hear this for like... Should we get straight into the police station one, then? Because I've also got the topless topless funeral. Save that. (laughs) Save the topless funeral. Save it like you saved um, me raping a pensioner. Yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that. Um, So... Didn't do that. The other he night, didn't save the pension, though, I've did not he? told either of you Can this. I have a beer, Chris wants a beer to get, get get comfortable for this towel. The other night, me and Mutt and Stu, and not this Stu, Stu HMV and Landon Stu. I'm being <laughs> careful that, yeah. not to use no, surnames. Sir, no, that's, like, that's not career low Stu, is it? No, no, no that's no. that's other. That's that's. Stu76, and we were allowed to say his name because that's yep. his professional name as a yep. producer. Um, so other Stu, uh, we went to see Paul Heyman do a talk. And Paul Heyman is an old manager. He, he ran ECW. He was a man- He manages Brock Lesnar in the WWF, actually. Oh, right. So he's Brock Lesnar's like guy. So he's this big guy. He's a great talker. But anyway, it was a really good night. He told some good stories. He got our boy Will Ospreay up on stage, Chris. And Chris is reading stuff on the wall at the moment as I'm telling my story, and no, Stu no. seems to be on his phone. No, so no. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad not. I started this. No, no, no. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm going to talk for a minute. So if you want to just leave the room, you're um, talking about some some bloke who now manages ECW or used to manage ECW. He got Will Osprey up on stage and offered him a contract for a big oh, wow. American company. So that Cry- was just cool because we're a fan of, of Will Osprey. But anyway, yeah. so that ends, and we're walking to Bethnal Green Station, and there's this car. These two cars have pulled over. And this this young lad has got out and he's shouting at this old man in the car and saying, like, you hit me or you you nearly okay. hit me or something. And there's two lads in this car and it's got quite it's got quite heated, but they're about to get back in and we're just, just walking along and kind of keeping an eye as you do. As these two lads g- g- get in their car and start to pull away, another guy starts to pull in front of them because their car was stopped. So obviously he's just pulling in front. 
they pull away so he stops and breaks and he's looking over going I was just pulling in front of you and the lad in the driver's seat's like don't cut me up blah 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 mm-hmm. and the guy's saying I was just pulling in front of you the lad gets out opens the guy's passenger seat climbs across it and punches him in the face heavy he then gets out to go round the other side. His mates got out at this point as well. They go round, drag oh, no. the guy out of his car, or punch him a few times in his seat. Then he gets out. And that's the bit like, we're, we're kind of looking, going, what the fuck? He gets out, and I can't really remember if he's fighting, or they're fighting, or he's chasing him. They, they then end up, end up in between their two cars. And the short that's two lad... two against one. So it's two against one, yeah. The short lad. But the other guy, the taller guy, seems to be trying to calm it down. But... These two are arguing. The driver of the car who's been punched a load and the driver of the car who's been doing the punching. Then the big lad behind him starts to pull him away, but clearly he's choking him. So from behind him, he just puts his arms round his neck. He's pulling him away. Can't see if the other lad's punching him, but it looks like he might too. So start to take oh, a few steps forward. Good. Then the guy goes unconscious. So he's choked this guy unconscious and he puts him on the floor. And I can see him at this point. And... As bad as these two kids are, the bad guys, the tall guy who just choked him unconscious, in my opinion, was sh- shitting himself. Mm. He then starts thinking, I've killed a dude. And he's like, he's like, what's wrong with this guy? You all saw it. It wasn't my fault. And at this oh point, God, this at this point, because I'm looking around and it's weird the hive mentality of us humans, because I'm looking around and no one's getting involved. And it's two on mm. one. And I'm looking around with everyone else going like, fuck this mental. And then I suddenly went, oh shit, that's real life and it's there. So I, I step in. So I go into the road and I pull the, the tall lad off him and I kind of I bring him round. Because, again, this is as stupid as it sounds, but because because we we watch a lot of MMA and I've trained a bit of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I know that if you're choked unconscious, it's not nice, but it's all right. As long as you're you're looked after, it's all right. As long as when they release the choke when you go out, yeah. otherwise you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's it. So I'm like, I pull this guy off him, he comes round and I stand him up and he's covered in blood. He's got blood all over his shirt, so I get him to his face. So is this at the point, because obviously when he's being choked, some other prick's hitting him? No, that's what I've wondered, but I think what actually During happened, because he car. was bleeding from his chin. So right. I reckon the, the kid had a watch or something. Watch. Right. So where he's struggling, he's cut him open. But it looks bad. And I, I spoke to Stu afterwards, and he was saying he panicked because he thought they'd stabbed him. Because you see one yeah, holding yeah. him, you see him covered in blood and dropped to the floor unconscious. He thought he'd stabbed him. But So I've jumped in. Um, and I've pulled the tall one off, and I'm saying, like, what the fuck are you doing? I take the, the, the tall one, for some reason, had this guy's phone. So I get that off him, and I give the guy his phone, and I'm like, it's all right. And he's like, because he was confused, because mm. if you've ever been knocked out or, or unconscious, you know it, you wake up kind of Sorry, feeling mate, like mate, a baby. Happened? It's kind of confusing, isn't it? It's a really weird kind of numb feeling. So he starts to call the, the police, and the driver has driven off. And I'm arguing... Oh, with the tall one still. And I'm like, the fuck? And he was like, you saw it was his fault. Like, we'd just been crashed into. And I was saying to him, no. he didn't fucking crash into you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like, it's not his fault. You're saying yeah, it's yeah. not your fault. It's yeah. not his fault. Right. Then the driver comes back and says, like, everyone saw, yeah, you called the police. Everyone will see. And then the two of them dart. So they have gone. So this guy's in a bad way. He's yeah, covered yeah. in blood. He's been unconscious. And he's like, he's on the phone to the police. And he was like, did you see everything? I was like, yeah, I pulled him off you and picked you up. Like, because again, he didn't, he'd, he'd lost it all. Um, and he's, he's like, yeah. are you all right to stick around for the police as a witness? So I st- I'm like, yeah, of course. Didn't get their number plate in the heat of it all. 
So what, what sort of people are these? You know, are they? It's two young lads. It's two. It's two young fiery lads. Right, like Larry estate type lads. Lad lads. Like lad lads, all kicking off and being. Oh, come on! And the other fella? Yeah, middle age, mid mid to late thirties. So not middle age or whatever that age is. Yeah, uh, mid to late thirties. Um, and yeah, he seemed calm enough. I, I honestly don't. They obviously thought he was having a go when they started to pull out. But I think he was just saying, look, I was just pulling in front of you because you're, you're blocking the road. So they've gone, I'm calming this guy down. I get him to move his car because his car's b- b- blocking the road. And regardless of anything, it's going to end up in another fight <laughs> because yeah. it's London and it's late at night. And yep. I, was, I get him to move his car. Then we're waiting for the police. And an ambulance goes past in one direction. A police car goes past in another direction. Another police car goes past. And I see him pull over so I run over to him to go oh it's over here I figure they can't find him um, as I get to him they're walking into a kebab shop <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like are you here for the there was a guy just choked unconscious and they're like no nah. oh, on their break. So, but they were on their break so it's fine <laughs> so the police eventually come again that's kind of the end of the story I go off as a witness I told Stu and Mutt to go home because I had my car so I'm like look there's no point in them they've got last trains to get yeah. blah 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 but then I had to just go and give a statement, and it's the longest, slowest thing, and that struggling me to get computers you, yeah. to work. And again, all respect to the policemen because they were lovely and looked after everyone. And often, if you're there as a witness, I've had this in a, f- a few other accidents and that I've witnessed or been around for. They can be a bit dismissive, or it's nothing to do with you, stat. You, you know, they were receptive, and I was kind of look, not in a dickish way, but. I can probably tell you more than he can because yeah, he yeah, was choked yeah, unconscious yeah, course, and you're, you're hazy for a beginning and after yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of – it took a while to, to get the computers working, to get everything working. But, yeah, I gave my statement. Pretty they crazy. asked if I'd be willing to, 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 Fight to testify in court. And they're like, because you will have to – the other the guys, like, if we catch them, they would see your face. I'm like, mate. It took two of them to pick on one bloke and then they shit themselves when they choked him out. It's like, I'm fine being seen by yeah. a couple of mugs. But yeah, that was the exciting night it's, out that yeah, I've, I've it, teased. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But it's, it's just it's just amazing the, the hive mind of humans because the fact is everyone was stood there going, oh, fucking hell, it's two on one. There was about 10 of us. You see... So it would have been 11 on two if all of us, yeah. if, if all of our natural reaction was to intervene. But because but it, it wasn't, it slows all of us down. Mm. And my... Again, I felt bad when I was, I was giving the, the, the statement because they're like, it was too... And I'm having to say, and then he punched him and then they punched him again. And they're like, and where were you? I was like, I was watching. It's like, damn, why wasn't I doing anything? And that, again, I still feel pleased because I stepped in and did whatever yeah, happened. Yeah, but yeah. it was it's a weird one, the way that... You get that when you watch when you things um, happen unfold on trains as well. Yeah. Like there's, there's some people who are stepping and there's uh, and, and many people, and that's not having a go at anyone for that, that they feel that... It could be a risk to step in. You know, you don't know if the other person's got a knife, so people get get worried about that. Years and years ago, my band was playing at the garage, and and we we sound checked him. We went and sat on the field behind it. Um, We just had a fag and and a couple of beers before the first band come on. Um, And we literally, I think it was about, I think it was five of us and a couple of um, the other guy's girlfriends. And we got surrounded by maybe 10, 11, and I'll, I'll say maybe 16, 17-year-olds. And uh, 
and you instantly oh know when, when a situation's going to go. Yeah. And I just and I said to the singer, I went, this is going to go. And as I went to stand up, someone whacked me on the back of the head and I got knocked over. Jeez. And then I just kind of, sort of jumped into, like, whoever was in front of me and and it went right off. And it, 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 was, it was pretty grim. And uh, my bass player had, like... Um, Collarbone fractured, and it was like it was, all, it, was it was pretty dark. Serious, like, um, okay. But at, at one point, like when it was all going off, my really good friend was standing across the other side of the road, sort of restraining his then girlfriend to come back and help sort this. <laughs> and and it's made no difference to my relationship to him because he's I, I love him dearly. Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, why didn't you help? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he went, because I was scared. Yeah. And It's so human and so normal, isn't and, it? And, I just, so and, 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 that's, and that's resonated with me. Yeah. And I've had a couple of instances where he's got into situations that he can't get out of, and I've kind of generally gone and stepped in yeah. and ended up kind of dealing with it. Yeah. And he's disappeared. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And... And it's and, and if he went, he'd never once go. Well, you know, I thought about it. He just went. Oh, I'm scared, just, oh, I was just really scared. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't do things. Like I, was, that. I have a lot and of respect, I, for, that. respect for and, that. And and and, and it's just that I'm scared. And like and you you know you, you, you what what can I say to that in that moment? I completely and and talking as said to other people stood there who, at that time. We were all saying it's so risky because you don't know if they've got a knife or whatever else. Mm. But that was exactly. I think I stood there for a minute because of that, and then just went. Hang on. Yeah. And also, I think if they've got a knife. That's the more, more reason to it. Because this is going to get even. Yeah. Yeah. You get exposed yeah. to those sort of decision, that yeah. decision making process early in your life sometimes, yeah. and so you might get exposed to things that then you get more comfortable in those situations yeah. to to feel that you're not equipped, but almost like that's the default response for you. We've we've discussed some of the things we do and don't want to talk about in this. And one of the things that you were saying, Chris, is we don't really want to talk about any particularly fights or Mm. things like that that don't come across well. But we don't have to go into detail, but you're one of the people I know who's been in more fights than a lot of my mates. (laughs) But no, but honestly, I rarely think they're bad stories because this isn't insulting either because you've always been quite small and not particularly tough looking. And generally, when I've seen you in a fight, it's been against someone far bigger than you that's being a bully or being a dick and you've smashed the shit out of them and again this isn't this sounds stupid because we talk about MMA a lot and now we're talking about street fights but I'm not pro-violence in any way I don't like people sometimes on Facebook will send me videos of like street fights in Russia or stuff like that because I'm into MMA it's like no I'm into the the beautiful sport of MMA I'm not into watching horrible people just beat the shit out of each other but The thing that that I, I've I've always respected that because I said it's often you're it's not like you've ever been a bully or ever no. started anything unreasonably. Or I don't know if you have the the, the stories yeah. that I know tend to be someone's acting up and you've gone in your head. This is eventually g- going to turn into a fight. So the best thing I can do is act now and act quickly mm. and get it over with and yeah. not and not get hurt kind of thing. And yeah, I, I guess so. so. Um, I. When I was a kid, like when I was eight or nine, I think I saw Karate Kid, and I started doing the, you know, that crane kick. Yeah. And I started kicking the, the living shit out of our sofa. And my yeah. dad was like, 
we've got to sort this out. Pay so, the fence, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, but, um, I got, yeah, but you made me pay. Wash your car, paint your fence. I hate this bike. Um, so they sent me to, to karate, and I was obsessed with it. And I think I got a black belt in under two years. I think I was 10, black belt, and... So I was always comfortable in, in aggressive situations because I'd spar with, you know, people a lot. Yeah. And when you have that understanding of self-defence, you know, when you watch a street fight, it's 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 almost like in slow motion because of how people swing punches and you learn how to block and counter. So I've always been comfortable. And I don't know if it is my size, but I remember that almost the first trouble I ever got into as a kid was some, I didn't even know the kid, was just getting bullied at my niece at, near my niece's house. And I've always ended up falling into that. And I always felt that I was doing something good by getting into those those conflicts and, and standing up for people. I make myself sound like a white knight here. I can assure you I'm not. But um, but I I think at 24 was the last time I had a tumble with... Well, it was a couple of blokes in Basildon. And um, after a fight, no matter what happens, I always feel awful that I've hit someone, like really bad. And, um, but that's I, the interesting yeah. thing is you'll feel that either way. Yeah. Like I yeah, felt yeah, after yeah, this yeah. incident, yeah. I was... It, it was playing on my mind for ages. I was like, yeah. I fucking hope they come back because I yeah. wish I'd smacked one of them. Or, to be honest, the dude's choke was awful. So <laughs> I, w- I wish I'd put a good rear naked choke on him. He wasn't cinching, he was squeezing, so it wasn't technique, it was power. So it was a terrible choke. So yeah. b- 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 but generally, like yeah. Mutt and Stu were both like, are you all right, mate? Because yeah, I was yeah. pacing about yeah, afterwards because yeah. yeah. I'd had that l- little bit of involvement. But in my mind, I'd got involved too late. And the guy was fine in the end and all this, and it was right. But exactly that, I think if you end up get either way in a fight, mm. if you don't act, you'll be telling yourself it was the right thing to do. I, yeah. sh- I didn't resort to violence. Yeah. I've done the right thing. But yeah. you'll spend all night going, I wish I'd just punched yeah, him. Yeah. And equally, if you punch him, you'll be going, I should have walked away. I shouldn't have. And, you know. and sometimes you punch people, you, you, and you, you walk you miss away them. then. Like, you, you, some, <laughs> you sometimes... <laughs> Sorry, that's a private, that's a that's private, that's a private joke. joke. You sometimes think... <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, you walk away, you think, is he all right? Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> no. was exactly... that. Again, I think that's that's what... And I was trying to explain this to the police, was I was like, what had happened there is those kids had got fired up in a different incident. They'd got fired up, hadn't got in a fight, and then the first thing that happened, they kicked off, and they'd overreacted. Because... That kid was panicking as hell when he thought something bad had happened. When that guy went limp in his arms, he was like, his face was just, he he was in panic. So, yeah, it was kind of... Someone can fall over, they can can hit the curb and and they die. And the the other thing, the repercussions of, you know, I used to think I was doing good by stepping in. But uh, as I got older, I I realised that I wasn't. And the the conclusion I came to was after that last, the last incident, I the, the week later I saw those lads at a local nightclub and they 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 had you know they had their their injuries as it were mm. and, and 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 they were still being knobs to people and they saw me and the only thing that had changed was they realised that I wasn't the one yeah Do you know and, what? and, and that's I'm, so I'm, sad but it also people, made me realise I, I I can't help I, I can't I can't keep on that's it. I mean the thing is with great power comes great responsibility. That is a great <laughs> line, man. Do you know what? I honestly think that the, the fight or flight yeah. like decision is one of the most primal yeah. things yeah. to deal with because 
I've been in a situation where I know that my, you know, my evening job running clubs and stuff. I've seen so many situations mm. where I've I've watched people react in mm. really bad ways. I've watched people do things seriously hurt people yeah. and then panic and 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 I've you know I've se- I've seen quite a lot of it over the years and that fight or flight thing is that churning in your stomach of like fuck 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 this is this is really bad this is really bad what do I do mm. and uh, yeah. <laughs> you see there's a different kind of situation as well is when it's the opposite of that and I had one in my teens I'm not sure if I knew you properly then I must have known you a bit but this I was, I was seeing this girl um, and I'd kind of st- stolen her away from this guy who she was his bit on the side, essentially. He had a girlfriend who I also knew, and he was, was sleeping with this other I girl. I know you're talking about. And I'd started seeing her. And this guy was like a bit of a crazy kind of dramatic dude. And he'd st- <laughs> I was working at H&V at the time, and he'd, he'd, he'd messaged me in that going like, I'm going to come into your work and kill you. Like, 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 like I'm going to kill you when you finish work tonight and all that. I, I like the fact he's letting you finish your shift. <laughs> it's nice of him. <laughs> fuck I mean, it, that's I, the worst you know, time I, to I, die. I don't, want to, I don't want to come into work, you know. That, I don't want to fuck with money. I don't yeah. want to ruin anyone's, yeah, anyone's sh- anyone else's business. Everyone's got to earn a quid, haven't they? But um, he, he, he messaged me at one point and he'd said something like, I've just, I've just been with her or something like this. And I was like, and generally I ignored him because I was like, it's not worth feeding his, his, his craziness and he messes me and he goes he says whatever and I just go alright mate let's just deal with this let's meet up <laughs> and he, he texts me get back going meet me at midnight at the opening up I one tree hill this. I remember this <laughs> and I text him back going 10 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes generally he's like, back. meet me at midnight at the opening up one tree hill and I text him back going it's quarter past nine, mate. I'll see you at ten. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, under the clock with a bunch of flowers. Meet me at midnight. And he, why, and he, why midnight? It's just dramatic, wasn't it? So Brilliant. it's all this meet me at midnight, blah, blah. And I'm a like, I'll, I'll meet you at ten, mate, when we'll have a little chat. And he texts back going, all right, I'll see you at ten. No mates, n- no weapons. So, um... You put your gun back in the car. No, no, no. I got my baseball bat and popped in the car, <laughs> genuinely. Because <laughs> I didn't know what was going to kick off, so I got I my mean, baseball I mean, bat and I went and picked up Tom and Jono, <laughs> two of our mates, and we drive up there. But bring the aim game. <laughs> well, I'm like, you know, if you're feeling froggy, <laughs> let's jump. So, so I go up there and then, and, and then he... Oh, this killed me. So, so, so I'm sat in the car and I see him pull up and he's got a mate. And this guy... Um, is a big l- lad who I also kind of knew, but he used to be an enforcer for one of the local uh, drug dealers. So, so I know he's he's bought a tough lad as well. So I get out of the car and start to walk over to him, and he's perched on a log. And I had that exact that thing. Foggy. I had that exact thing of as you like in my <laughs> mind. I was like, you've got to act first. I was like. I can't punch this cunt off a log. <laughs> I can't. He's perched on a log, and he goes like, "Do you want to go into the fields?" He's been very. You fucking wrong with you going dogging. Anyway, 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 we we kind of talk and like, what's going on? Like, like what's this about? Because again, I'm like, you can't keep texting me saying you're going to kill me. I don't know. Because again, I've never felt myself to be particularly tough, but yeah. I'd rather. Get the shit kicked out of me, it'd be over. Or beat someone up. Or killed. He's going to take me in the woods. Mm, Yeah, he's going to kill me after work. As long as it's Mm, not during work. mm, Um, And we have a bit of a chat. And he's 
and I'm, and his mate then his mate who's the enforcer guy rings the girl and says like so what do you want and she's like I want him to fuck off and I want Pip to come and pick me up <laughs> so the guy he brought along ends up telling him he's got to leave drags him into the car and that, yeah. and that was the last time I saw him he didn't get killed he's he yeah. still about but that was that was how it ended his his support that he came up and went all oh, right it turns out <laughs> that you need to just fuck off, so... You've got it on your record as a victory, right? Yeah, I've got definitely <laughs> as a, a victory. Win. That's a win. It's a no-show. Meet yeah. me at midnight mm. at the opening. But yeah, it's, it's, it's the kind of opposite of that, that quick fight-or-flight moment. It's that it's fight-or-flight in the next three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we can try and bring it forward to ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you at um, ten. Um, where do we want to go next? Um, do we want to talk some some films and stuff in this section? We're, we're over the hour mark. Already? Can God. I just... Can I just spill about Chris? Pardon? What, what? What's that? Can name? I just like, take a piss at Chris? Yeah, sure. Go far ahead. away. Um, well, the, the, at the top of my list, swing yes. and a miss, um, is Chris crying oh. at Adele. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. this? And about, Chris? Coldplay. And Coldplay. Uh, so, like, I got tickets for Glastonbury this year. Well, I saw the lineup, the headliners. I was like, well, I won't see. So you cried guys. recently over Adele and Coldplay. Yeah, I mean, like this is Brilliant. this is like recent. Yeah, Go yeah. in, sorry. So, um, yeah, so I wasn't planning on watching either of those guys, but throughout the day, everyone had been pretty cool with where we, where we went, who we watched. I got to see who I wanted to see. We got towards the end Smoke of the Patrol. nights and that Snow Patrol, um, yeah. athlete, athlete, all my most hated band, <laughs> um, and so. Um, we planned for Saturday night. We know we wanted to go to Shangri-La, which is where it all gets a bit ravey. And the guys were like, well, come and let's watch Adele before we, we do that. So, um, If you're going to go raving, definitely watch Adele first. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. want to step in quickly and say, a frenzy. I yeah. rate Adele hugely. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. she's amazing. I've known yeah. her since she was a, a young yeah. lady. Well, that's part of it. So anyway, we start watching Adele. And I've, I, I do like, like her music. It's got, that's not what I'm digging out here. And, and, but we, we, we walk around the back. And thanks, mate. I don't know what that is, but Stu's pouring um, some shots. I'm good, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, she, the, the, there was like I don't know, two hundred thousand people that we were standing behind. Yeah. And listening, sing, and banging out the uh, her amazing voice. Um, and then she started talking to everyone. It was really cool. And I was cheers, mate. You, I'll drink. I'll drink in a second. Give me a second. Um, and it's, I realised we, we used to talk. We used to talk like you, you knew her, and I spoke to her like brief exchanges on MySpace. Just I used to listen to her music and say, "Oh, hey, I think you're amazing." Right back in the glory. day, wasn't it? We this did is a... back in the day. Like she's got like a hundred oh, listens me, on MySpace. Me, That's it. Me, Dan, Adele, and Jack Pagnate all played the Social in uh, off off Oxford Street. Not really heavily um, social. I don't know the social. Yeah, yeah, the one yeah, that was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was just yeah. And she was on first, I think, because yeah. she was only a guitar, so it was easiest, but yeah. amazing. And so I'd heard her songs, and I was blown away by them. And I had a little chat with her and told her how, genuinely how good I thought they were, and back and forth. And then to see a girl who she had she no, went, yeah, she went no like she had no interest, the there was no real interest there. And then to be standing behind 200,000 people, all listening to Hometown Glory... It was, just, it was just amazing to see so like that's that's life that's where life can take you if that's what you want and yeah it was cool so I got slightly emotional I wasn't like oh my god but I did get a little bit watery in the eyes anyway that that happened went on had the most amazing cool night in Shangri-La at this rave called Temple Aphrodite was there old school drum and bass DJ so really good then the next night same not, thing we'd had the, a 
had a the good goddess day. Of love. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, um, the summer of love, and so. Yeah, so the same day, same thing on the next day, and we ended up at Coldplay, and, and I was like, I could really not watch this, but I guess if I'm going to watch Coldplay, this is the place to watch, and they are a stadium band. I'm not on the sort of like, oh, fuck Coldplay, man, because, you know, it's cool not to like them. They have written songs that I've enjoyed, and I thought, cool, okay, I'll, I'll ride this out. And they had, like, they, they had for their, their big shows, they had... Um, They'd given out into the audience all these uh, these wristbands. They were all full of LEDs. Oh, this and so when they, so shit. When they were playing, the whole <laughs> <laughs> like the, the whole the whole audience, like the whole crowd was lighting up all in different ways. And I did. I was kind of blown away by that because I know that's cheesy, but I think just being it around that many people was kind of like quite overwhelming. Right, right, right. Stu's pissing his pants over. Are you just quickly, you think that's good? It's it's bullshit for starters. But what is far better is seeing B Dolan on the whole tour we did, where he, he had this song "Film the Police," which is obviously hugely important, hugely political. And it blew up to this big thing of "Film the Police mm-hmm. in America" with everything going on. And every time we performed that, it'd get all the lights turned off in the venues and get everyone to turn the flash on on their phone. So a similar thing that he yeah. would just perform yeah. with no with no lights on in the whole venue and just a room, and even that with like. Some venues were like 200 people, but just seeing the yeah. only only light being the light of the people. And again, particularly when it's an important song that's yeah. about taking back the rights yeah. and, and protecting yourself in a non-violent manner, that shit's amazing. But I mean, it's cool as well if you give out glowing wristbands. <laughs> it was. I think it was just a cool combination of like modern technology and, and, and togetherness. And they did the thing that got me like, and I found myself getting. I did get more upset there. A few t- tears were shed when they did the whole. They did a tribute to Viola Beach, which were mm. that band who tragically died last year, and they said they'd seen that unfold, and you know, just these guys with yeah. eyes full of dreams okay. who then tragically die. So we're going to do an alternate reality for them and make this song, you know, yeah, play at Glastonbury. Wicked. And I was, I was kind of, I, I must say, I choked oh, up. Yeah, it's undeniable. That was that was a really lovely thing what they'd done, wasn't it? Yeah. I and wasn't like... expecting to be getting emotional on those two things. And I said to a, a good friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a while, and we were Court like, you know, I was, get, I was getting, who? Court injunction. I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd finally, finally been sorted. I said, oh man, I've never, uh, never got, um, emotional like a cold play and she just come out with the best one she was like yeah you said that about Adele last night <laughs> so, so Rachel just thinks I'm just this emotional roller coaster mate who mate. watches bands wishy-washy bands and starts crying no kidding I've cried at so many gigs oh, over the years man. I'm terrible for it there's a video online still not of me crying at a gig but it's, it's a gig <laughs> that I was at that I bawled my eyes out and literally it's the first time I've been in a room where I would say more people were crying than not crying. In fact, I'm not sure if, if, if you were there. Is mm. Moose Rock one? Alien Ant Farm. Oh. Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> <laughs> I love Alien Ant Farm. I don't care what anyone says, but there's Moose Rock Wonga, who, mm-hmm. who you know, and and you, mm-hmm. and you, you might know some of stuff. Amazing spoken word mm-hmm. artist. And there's a video online of him performing a poem called "My Pass" or "Your Passport," yeah. or just called "Passport" actually. And I saw him perform that, and it's about him finding his dad's passport and his dad passed away and uh, his plane was sh- sh- shot down when he was going out to give medical aid to the a, a civil war essential resistance and he does this this poem and number one most times i listen to it i well up but i was listening to it with his sister and his mum in the room 
and he just does this him tears running down his face as he gets to the the big ending and honestly i look around that room and i've never been in a room with that and it's a beautiful thing yeah, really is, yeah. that that catharsisism mm. cathartic that word um it's beautiful when there's a load of people all experiencing that once but man that was and and, and i said there's a video of that that gig on on youtube and i post it it most father's days because i think it's one of those that's beautiful and 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 i think father's down emotional records yeah uh, tank park salute by billy bragg will slay slayer it's this it's his tribute and it's 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 Oh, if you've never heard it, Tank Park Salute. Okay. Mate, I mean, as we're on kind of emotional and, and, and crying at gigs, I saw... Break stuff. And, <laughs> break stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I did a post It's just recently. one of those days. <laughs> I have recently been listening to... <laughs> I've recently been listening to a lot of Cindy Lauper, and I rate Cindy Lauper hugely. Yep. And I go on about this, and a lot of people online don't agree. She's been over it recently, hasn't she? She, she did. Glasto. She did Glastonbury yeah. in the acoustic yeah. stage at Glasgow, and apparently it was amazing. She did a Prince tribute there because her and Prince were close. But I saw her in Brighton, and number one, she's amazing because she's such a good talker in between. She's a proper New York crass, foul-mouthed, just <laughs> hilarious middle-aged woman or whatever. But then when she did True Colours. Just her and this like this kind of weird guitar thing that she plays it on. It's like she a, plays like the the, the, the slide guitar, doesn't what, she? Sitar? Like, yeah, but it's not a guitar. slide one. It's a yeah, it's a weird variation of a slide guitar. It's mm. not a sitar, but it's this weird instrument. And she just played that, and seeing her perform that in Brighton, obviously the gay capital mm-hmm. of the UK, and True Colours being a hugely anthemic um, mm. gay rights song, mate. I was I was in a state. Mm. I was bald. I was like, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Mm. And just seeing her just p- p- performing it with no band, n- no anything else. I love that Same shit. There's nothing wrong with, no, with no. crying at gigs. That's a good huh. thing. I like that. I like that. I, I just like that collective feeling there as well. Yeah. It's nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're going to wrap this episode up now and we're going to go on to part two. A few things we're going to talk about in part two. We're going to talk about some movies. In fact, we're going to start part two with movies because there's a film I want to talk about which follows on from this, a film I went to see... Bone Tomahawk. At the Dulwich... Nothing to do. No, at the, at the Dulwich Picture Gallery called v- Victim that I very much want to talk about. We're also going to talk about a dream I had involving... PM Dawn and uh-huh. comedian Brett Goldstein's face. And I Brett spoke Goldstein's about PM Dawn today. Really? PM Dawn at the Radio oh. 1 Roadshow in South End supporting Kingmaker in about 1990. Yeah. Um, we're also going to talk about Stu's story about DJing in Dartford. No. Uh, we're going to talk about Fight Week because um, obviously the Fight Week where Chris stayed at mine for UFC 200. If you're not into fights, it's okay because we also talk about um, him playing Doom, us periscoping, so many quotes from Chris that are just hilarious. <laughs> um, we, I mean, I, I, I give a rough estimate on how many f- f- farts Chris, Chris lit. <laughs> um, Chris's hat. We're going to be talking about some, oh, some, oh. some stories of my brother in the oh. library. Um, and, and, what, and what things would you like to discuss? Your brother with his shirt off. His shirt off. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. There's a lot more to get into in part two. Thank you for tuning in. Part two will be out any second now, I'm sure. You've been listening to Scrooge Pitt's 
Discretion, please. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus.